What up, y'all? It's your boy, King Dom. Welcome to the Playlist Retreat 2018. I'm here with Rhyme Fest, Cam Obi, and a big reason we brought y'all together. First of all, you're not originally from Chicago, but right. you are in Chicago, a resident, and a big part of the scene coming up in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And Rhyme Fest, you know, longtime Chicago resident, yeah. world-renowned, known writer, and, you know, doing big things always. So I wanted to bring you guys together for a conversation um, centered around Chicago a little bit. You knowing, working with a lot of the young guys coming up. Mm -hmm. And you have been, we're still working with a lot of the, uh, the youth, but also, you know, building that foundation for Chicago from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, how do you guys see Chicago in both sides? I know we talked about a little bit before um, you not subscribing to the, the, the positive and the negative side of Chicago or what people perceive as negative. Um, let's talk about that. Is there a positive and negative side of Chicago or is it just perception? You know, it, it's interesting because it's like every 15 or 20 years, it's a different city we talking about. So if you go 20 years ago, it was like, man, L.A. with the Crips and the Bloods. How do you see? Yeah. Then you go 10 yeah. years from there. It's like, man, what's going on down south, man? Louisiana and they woo woo. Now, 10, 15 years later, what's wrong with Chicago? Really, we, we have a, uh, and, and I think you talked about it best, mm -hmm. a systematic issue. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's based off of exploitation and media more than it is off of reality right right because we what we do know is the vast majority of chicago is a safe place to be and safe place to live right. but you wouldn't mm -hmm. know it by looking at tv exactly. or mm -hmm. by listening to music the vast majority of our people are waiting on the bus stop to go to work or go to school and trying to make a better way you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but who's telling their story you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and, and we we do have some people but you know it, it's um it's like uh candy to to talk darkness and to and, and and so um how i view everything is that there is light and there is darkness mm -hmm. and the only thing that we can be is balance right mm -hmm. mm. and that's real how do you feel coming from the top, the side of chicago working with people like chance the rapper mm -hmm. and saba no name mm -hmm. gypsy some of these people that are coming up that have a little bit of a you know they're a little bit different than the drill scene right right you know how have you worked with any drill artists or talked to any like how have you seen that dynamic i mean like i de definitely knew some uh definitely know some drill artists or producers and stuff mm -hmm. i never like uh made any music with them but not because i have anything against them just that i never made that kind of music you right. know my whole life so like you know i kind of like look at it i look at it as i re i look at it like this it's like um I remember, because a lot of people do, like like uh, Ryan Fest was saying, like in the media, it's like candy to speak darkness. And like mm -hmm. a lot of people do speak negative about these kids who come from the hood that are essentially speaking their stories or their lives or whatever. But um, I remember somebody said, and I wonder what you think of this too, this quote. Somebody said, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, if you don't like trap music, then support a living wage. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I, that made me think, because I was like, that's kind of real because a lot of what people don't like about trap music is the content and what they're talking about. And I think that goes back to the theory though, that the root of the, of the issue of the, uh, of the violence right. in, in hoods across America is economic, you know, right. the, um, so that, that's, that's a piggyback off of that, off of that theory. But you know, like, uh, that's what, uh, to answer your question, mm -hmm. I feel like um, I personally don't have anything uh, wrong, I mean, anything against drill music. I don't right. think that there's any, I don't draw any dichotomy myself. You right. know, because a lot of those kids, 
I grew up with. Like yeah. at least where I'm from, I grew up with, with kids just like that. Like right. my my neighborhood, for example, like I'm I was the only kid that was into the music I was into right. in my neighborhood. Like, but it didn't mean that I was against everybody that was around. Like those are my people. Those are some of those people are my brothers, right. uh, cousins, best friends. So yeah, like it's just I just don't really think too much about it. It's just like I just go where my sound is appreciated. What do you? So the real question for but me. Hold is, on, I'm, I wanna, mm-hmm. I wanna, I wanna kind of respond to that. Like, okay, yeah. And it's not that I don't believe that people should have a living wage. Yes, yes. I just think we should ask ourselves, where does a living wage come from? Do you really expect mm. McDonald's to give you a living That's wage? Exactly. Do you really expect a corporation that's in your community to exploit you to not exploit you? Right. Yes. Like, like, so I think sometimes we ask for the thief to give us our jewelry back, and we expect that. <laughs> right. When, when that's a that's a um, that's mm. not a, a feasible expectation. So now, wow, where does a living so wage come from? Right. It brings us back to that. I, I think, mm. and, and we create these things, and we say these words like trap mm-hmm. and really we built a wall for ourselves. Yeah. Right, you know what I'm saying? True. And so that's it's kind of like if we going if we going to talk truth and living wage, okay, through trap or through this thing that you say, you actually created a living wage for yourself and your community. Now what are you doing with it? Yes. Are you doing the same Thank type you. of exploitation nope, of yep. community that uh, the people who didn't give you a living wage did of you? Mm-hmm. We keep passing down generational curses, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so like I, yeah, I think once we start speaking differently, okay. n- calling ourselves different names, like what you name yourself is who you are. Right. Like when somebody my my, my government name is Che. I was okay. named after Che Guevara, yeah, a revolutionary yeah. to Castro, right? Yes, yes. I didn't know who Che Guevara was, but as I was growing up, when people would always be like, the revolutionary, the revolutionary, mm-hmm. that formed how I rapped. Wow. That formed mm-hmm. who I responded to and why. I think that we have to think about our names differently. Mm-hmm. We have to think about the words we speak and the names we call ourselves and our music differently. And I think that just by speaking the word in a more forward direction, we will move more forward. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not that I have anything against any anybody or people. I think that uh, we need more free information and education, and we need to find out who our tribe is and roll with yes. them. So let's go and with stop, that. And start rolling with the exploiters, asking the exploiters to, have, mer- to have mercy. Yes. The enemy oh, yeah. ain't going to have mercy on you. Yes. Right. Get it through your right. head. So let's go with yeah. that. Like you said, a big thing, an issue I see with Chicago is, like you said, the generational curses. So let's talk about that. Both mm-hmm. of you talked about how both of you did not come up with your fathers. Yeah. And that's fatherlessness is probably one of the biggest Mm-hmm. things that's affecting the black community um so what what about that what is your personal stories of healing when it comes to your father and what how did that how does that correlate to what needs to happen in chicago when it comes to healing mm. well i think we have to be more loving and understanding right mm-hmm. like we blame fathers for not being in the house but when i finally found my father he had been homeless for 35 years mm-hmm. my father didn't run out my father fell in a hole a lot of black men fall in a hole and we boy we be hard on each other you know what i'm saying and we take our own experience and be like forget everything else but how i feel We're very loving to the captain you, you know well not even that I, i'm not even putting the enemy in it right yeah, now right mm-hmm. i'm just saying it's we get like caught up in our own feelings yeah 
and then nothing else matters but how you feel not understanding what your father's story was right. what your mama's story was right. and mm. and you want somebody to forgive you when you repeat a generational mistake or when you repeat a generational curse mm -hmm. but you ain't got no forgiveness in your heart you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying mm -hmm. so for me i had to forgive my father yeah. i had to love my father and really i had to forgive myself and mm -hmm. stop punishing myself about my father and you said that forgiveness mm -hmm. came before you even found it. it went it came before i went to look for my father mm -hmm. i had to decide to have love because divine love has no business it has no anger it has no resentment divine love bro is supernatural forgiveness mm -hmm. you know and we we it seems like we save that supernatural forgiveness for strangers. Yeah. Mm. Talk about you what happened. What real, Talk though. about what happened when you picked up your father. I, I thought that was key when we talked before about what happened when y'all when you picked him up. Well, you could go see. We did a documentary called "In My together. Father's House." Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you could download off iTunes, Amazon, oh, okay. "In My Father's House." Oh, you did yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. You could you could that. see the whole thing unfold. Oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. And so um, cause I filmed it, but and okay. I filmed it because I was like, I want my children. From when I'm traveling the road and I ain't there for that game or this or that, you know, I want my children to forgive me one day. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you have to set something up now to show them what the story was. Mm. Right. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. That make, that makes, like that when makes I, sense. so when I met my father, you know what I learned more about my father, man? I learned like, and then I love to hear your okay, story. Yes. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. But my father survived 35 years of homelessness, not because he was so tough in terms of uh, machismo. Yeah. My father was funny. It's funny. Okay. He, he uses humor. He survive. uses wit. Wow. He uses cleverness to survive. And I realized what okay. makes me successful in music. Is that. Yeah, and and, and then that big. brought my DNA and a circle closed where I could now stop being insecure and hiding behind others. Mm. Oh, that's so you close that generational curse right there. I, I closed mm. one of the curses, mm -hmm. right? Well, many, <laughs> many, yeah, it's a process. Trust yeah, me, bro. Trust you know me. What I'm saying? That's crazy as fuck. So your own story, Cam. You mm. say you didn't know. You just met your father probably four years ago, right? Yeah, four years ago. Went, uh, first met him for the first time. Never knew what he looked like. Just mm. met him for the first time when I was 24. Mm. Yeah. What, what was, was that, that like, bro? Like, man, like. To, you know, like the biggest thing for me, I mean, obviously, it hit me like afterwards. I was like, yeah, like uh, I was naive, but I had this image of him, of this, as, of being this, you know, this. I had this image of him in my mind of being this un, this person that I could just be proud of. I guess you know, just I don't want to. Like, even though he wasn't there. Even though he wasn't there, right? That's, Come on now. Exactly. Let me Thank find you. out. Thank you, you have high expectations. You. I had high, right, right, right. Even though it wasn't there, that's a good, that's a good point. He mm -hmm. said that because I realized that after the fact, I was like, I was just like, duh, of course not, like you know. But anyway, <laughs> you know. But you know, it's funny. Like uh, I have a, a good friend of mine who was raised in the uh, foster care system, and the way he uh, he put it, like uh, he said, uh, everybody in the uh, in the foster home would always, you know, fantasize about meeting their parents, and uh, and everybody would always be like, yo, my my mom gonna be like. When I meet her, she like she's gonna be like Janet Jackson, you know. My dad gonna be like Will Smith, and you know I was like, yo, I feel the same way about my dad, <laughs> you know. And with him, he met his father. His father uh, was in a similar situation as your father. His father, his father was a drug dealer, um, in and out of prison, and ended up homeless too. And like, and for him, it was the same thing when he met his dad. It was like, damn, of course, you know. Like it was, it was just like a thing where it's just like, it's, I don't know. This is, but you know, were you disappointed? Feel. 
by which yeah, you met I'm your disappointed, dad? but it's because I realized I set my expectations high as fuck. I thought my dad was gonna be like, uh, uh, goddamn Will Smith. Like, right. you know, I had this idea in my head. I thought he was gonna be just like this dude. I'm like, yeah, that's my dad. That's it's amazing that you would think that mm -hmm. even not knowing him for 24 years, that you mm. still already just believe the best. Yes, Because he's right. your father. Yes. And you love him even though you don't know him. But yes. you know what? I, I do want to say, Okay, yeah. we be hard on black men. Yeah. And yes, we be hard right. on fathers, bro. Mm -hmm. When really, it's not as much fatherlessness in the black American family mm -hmm. yes. as we always put out. What it be is, mm. just because your mama and daddy ain't together, okay, don't mean yes. that everybody father ain't in their life. Mm, and we, okay, yes. we look at that number of single motherhood Yes. And then we take it to mean ain't no daddies. Nah. The majority of men that you see today be with their kids, with they kids, bro. Yes, I true. see black men with their kids. Mm. And yes. we really got to start saying that right. and yes. putting that out there because Just that is that. the truth. Like, it's the real the truth. Because, yes, the fatherlessness is a stereotype. It's we got to learn to get along with black women. That's yes. the real problem. That is the, that We're is not the talking problem. about the big problem. The big problem yes. is our relationships. Mm -hmm. like, more so than our relationships man. with the woman. Mm -hmm. More so than our relationships with the child. That's another generational curse. You know, yes. Come on now. <laughs> Let me but, find out. Yeah. We got a problem. Wait, yes, like, but my dad, like, another big thing I took away from meeting him, uh, we talked about it earlier, was I realized it was a generational curse that I became aware of um, immediately off the bat. Like, there's a lot of things that I was carrying in myself that I didn't understand where they came from. Just certain things, didn't really understand until I met him and I never met him a day in my life, but we have so much in common and it just threw me off. I was like, how do we have so much in common? I never even even seen you before. And then it just hit me. I was like, damn, so if I had kids right now, those kids are gonna have the same shit I have. Like all the problems, all the good and the bad, they're gonna have it on top of their own shit. So it hit, it hit me right there in that moment. I was like, I can't have kids. I don't want to have kids until I've worked through as much of these curses as I can, so I, so that my children could have could have as close to a clean slate as possible. Um, because I realized how hard life was for me, carrying not only his shit, my grandfather's shit, my mother's shit, my grandmother's shit, great grand. I'm carrying everybody's shit. I realized that. I was like, if I'm carrying your shit, I must be carrying everybody's. Yeah. And I was like, no fucking wonder. It's been like I've been. You know, going through all this shit I've been going through. I'm going through your shit. You know, the shit that you didn't uh, take, deal care with, of. take care of. Yeah. But you, you know what, what though? You a, you a different kind of god, oh man. Like mm -hmm. you got a you you got a really good heart, and because you know what you know about it. Mm -hmm. What I found, at least in my situation, yeah, I wasn't ready. But when I had kids, mm -hmm. somebody gave me a ill a ill story, man. Somebody I really looked up to. Okay. They, yeah. I said, man, I don't know how to tie a tie. I don't know how to fish. What I'm going to get is shorty, man, that like, mm. you know, you start feeling insecure about raising a kid. Mm -hmm. And and, and the, this, this wise man said to me, man, he said, mm. all right, go get a ball, go mm. in front of your son, throw the ball up in the air and catch it. I okay. said, what? He <laughs> okay. said, your son don't know how to do that. And he going to look at you like a god. And he going to be like, just show me how to do that. And he Damn, said, okay. think about how many light years ahead of that child you already are. Stop thinking about what you got to learn and what you got to do and teach them what you know. And as time goes on, you'll be right on time. Right. And, and, and so what I'm saying okay, yes. is okay. you ain't got to wait to have your shit together, bro. That's the real. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's You're going to get it together uh -huh. when you have a life that you have to be responsible for. At least that's what happened to me. Mm. You know that what makes, I'm saying? That makes sense. And as long as you're still mindful 
and having understanding, at least I could approach it with understanding. Okay, I know that my son or my daughter, whatever they're going through, I know that they're going to be going through not only their own stuff, but my stuff too, so I can be at least sensitive to that fact. And they may not have to go through your stuff. Mm. Like, it, it, in fact, when you, because of how you teach them, yeah, you might dispel the curse right there. Oh. That's what happened with me. Come oh, on, my dad was bro. alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah, that's true. And he I dispelled too. the but curse I, I, through yeah. an example. You're right. Through an example, 100%. that's true. So there's other ways of, of, of doing it. Okay, yeah, the, like, sometimes we think too hard. Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's complicated, you know? Exactly. No, that's real. But it was a transformational experience for me, uh, meeting my father. It's still it's still an ongoing experience, and I'm thinking that it's supposed to be like okay, now we're now we're father and son. We're like, family. After, yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, damn, this is a process. But you know, hearing your story definitely uh, just made me just think a lot about it. it. Made me just wanna, you know, as soon as I go home from here, I'm just gonna hit him up. You know, cause the thing about my dad, he he uh, he acts like since he's not since he wasn't there, he was uh, he likes to try to take credit for you know accomplishments that I've that I've had made in my life, you know, by saying like, oh, that's, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's my genes in you. That's why, that's why it happened or whatever. Or, or, or my sister, for example, who's still you like, you get a feeling kinda, of like anger when you hear that sometimes? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's disrespectful. I feel it's disrespectful to oh, everybody. You know what you got to do with that? Yes. What, what I need to do with that? Let it go and let them have it. Yep. Okay. Maybe okay. so. Perhaps, maybe. Okay. You know what I'm okay. saying? It just, okay. like, like, don't even like feel it. Like, okay. like maybe. Like, you know <laughs> okay. what I'm saying? And yeah. when you throw that out like that, okay, he'll stop doing it. Oh, uh, okay. Because <laughs> you okay. accepted it. Okay, yes. Okay, I feel that. Maybe it is. Right. Right. Maybe. Maybe it is. Right. Because you know I, I do recognize like, certain it's things. It's the denial, bro. It's yes. our denial of ourselves, where we come mm. from. It's like when grandma say crazy stuff. Because mm-hmm. she kind of old. Like, she she old enough where she can say, grandma and grandpa can say crazy shit. And nobody... So guess what you got to do? Mm. Let them say it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. And then when you learn to do that, imagine what kind of beast you going to be in the street when they try to rile you up with words. Ah, uh, like, that's real. That's real. That's practice real. love at home. That That's true. That's, you know? Because like you said, you had to forgive your, your father before you even met him. My thing is... Like that's, that's but think so about true. what you just said. Okay, he yes. was like, "It's disrespectful." I felt like it was disrespectful. No, it's that right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Okay, that's yes. what get every black person that I ever known all my life in trouble. Okay, it's feeling yes. disrespected. Right, disrespect to black people is something we do not tolerate. <laughs> and that goes but full really circle into the violence, though. Bro. But that goes full circle into well, violence, yeah. though. Because everything's well, man, about he respect. Me. Right, he so disrespected me. Right, so now you gotta go ride right there, bro. You just talked about Pride. the root. The root, Or why we go to jail. Pride. Right, that's that's those, uh, those nigga moments from uh, Boondocks. Yeah. I feel like you disrespect. <laughs> what is a real nigga? Bro, right. Are you real bro. stupid? Or you... <laughs> like, so what I, I do, no like, I... I kind of re I reimagined in my mind mm-hmm. what disrespect really is. Okay, yes. Disrespect ain't your ignorance. Nah. Disrespect mm. is when you knew better. Mm. Oh yeah, and you still did it. Disrespect is when you when I know you knew better. Right. Yeah. That's real. That's real. That's <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, I'm married, and you come at my wife in the DMs. You knew we was married. That's disrespectful. Yes. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Right. Yes. Disrespect, and you just trying to holler at my wife. Right. Right. 
Exactly. That's true. You may not know. It ain't. You yeah. may not know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. we gotta, we gotta, <clears throat> we gotta center ourselves. Yeah. We gotta get back to the middle of peace, bro. More thinking, and less reaction. Right. Less reacting. Yeah. Sometimes less thinking. I think thinking a lot of people too. we do a lot of reaction. Feel, you know, you internalize. Know like yeah, internalizing and uh, taking accountability—that's what it is. Come on, bro. You know, yeah. Exactly. Why are so many black men so quick to be okay with going with jail? Like, why don't? Why aren't we thinking about these things? Like, before you go shoot somebody, mm. why aren't you thinking about all these things? Do you really want to be in jail with a bunch of men for the rest mm. of your life? You know what I mean? I just feel like. Nope, you know, it's easy for me to look at because I didn't grow up in that situation okay. where I felt like I needed to do that. But yeah. it's hard for me to understand, like, you didn't think about none of this stuff. It's all about your pride and your, mm. and your, and your disrespect and you feeling like this is what needs to happen to this person because they doing this or your block or whatever. Mm. But you can care. Like, or I, like my cousin, my cousin right now, mm -hmm. he's in and out of jail. He's been in and yes. out of jail since 16 years old. Yes. His mom had him when he was 14. You know okay. what I mean? So he has no father, no nothing, no guidance. He's been in and out of jail. And his mm. first thing, he's already broken his probation since he's been out. My, my dad asked him, you know, what's your deal with going to jail? I'm not afraid of jail. And I'm just like, I don't get mm. it. What does That's that mean? What does that mean yeah. you're not afraid of jail? Does that mean you like to go to jail? I don't understand. Mm. You know what I mean? What is up to that? What is up with that mindset? Yeah, what do you think of that? I almost think he's more comfortable in jail because he's been there so well, long. I mean, you know, I think... Number one, I want to separate that from black people. Because, yeah. again, I believe the majority of black people don't want to be in jail. And I believe the majority of black people who are in jail are in jail for crimes that they didn't really com that they didn't commit or crimes that were hiked up yeah. to the level. There are people doing football numbers for weed. I don't Crazy. think that that's right. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. I don't think there are people in jail for tickets. For, yes. for, for parking tickets parking in tickets. Chicago, bro, tickets be making people lose their house and their yes. family and their jobs because yes. of wow. unjust laws. You get a ticket, yeah. it's four hundred dollars. If you right. don't pay it, it doubles. It double, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. At least wow. in Chicago, and they Chicago, and, and yes. the police that are writing tickets are only in the black neighborhoods. You know That's what I'm saying? Crazy. So I want to when we talk about jail and the, the prison system, I don't want to make it like. We, we always put it on ourselves, like we making so many bad decisions mm -hmm. and yes. we quick to blame ourselves, bro. That was the trick. That was a programming trick. Okay. The yes. majority of people I know, man, is just trying to make it the best way they can. Yes. Under same. the circumstances they in. Same. Now, in terms of your cousin, I, I can't speak for him, but what I can say is, you just told me about three generations of people in your family that are talking about one person. Right. So that means mm. those other three, the majority are doing okay. They're doing good, And right. thinking on the right level. Right, yes. So I, I just think that sometimes we be hard on ourselves. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Real. <laughs> like, That's real. That, like, you know? yeah, that, uh, yeah, like we're hard on ourselves. We don't have like, you know, having understanding and like empathy to, to the point where you could like, like you were saying with your father, you were able to like at least try your best to put yourself in his shoes and allowing yourself to do that allows you to see like the story that he had so that you can like understand where he came from we talking about what well, we you know we really we really talking about mm -hmm. how to grow yes right yes. now us at the table we yes. talking about how to think better yeah yes. how to put things in perspective how to like how to not think about the worst 
mm-hmm. how to how to make the cup more full than empty. Yeah. Like that's what we meditating on right yeah. now, bro. That's, that's real. The real. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, <laughs> I think I think that's really you know, you know? it's mm-hmm. what gets me through life is just having a positive mindset, learning that even your negative you grow from. Your negative mm-hmm. is really positive at the end of the day because mm-hmm. you can look at that situation and become better. I was mad at my dad for years, man. Um, just through you know through the stuff we went through with alcoholism mm-hmm. and you know, but as I got older. And I see people around me that didn't have certain stuff. My dad was there. My dad was at the football games. He was hard on me. He was almost too hard on me. You know mm. what I mean? Yelling from the stands. And I even mm. resented that and got angry. Mm. But when I and but when I he he shielded me from my grandfather, and I didn't know why until I got older and realized my grandfather was a pr- sexual predator. Mm. You know what I mean? I got uncles that are my same age. You know what I mean? Mm. And he was a, a serial abuser. He beat my dad and mm. his kids like they were adults. Okay, yeah, I mean? and that helped me, man. Like, yo, I have a father who literally wiped out five generational curses that I never even had to experience. Experience, mm. right? That's that were, real. That were one person over. You know, and imagine if you honored him and thanked him I for that. And I thank my dad. Yeah, yeah. And I think, wow, I think him for butt wow, whoopings even wow, now. Wow, wow, yeah, wow. that's you know what real. I, mean? I think about my butt and I'm like, man, that kept me out of jail. I was more yes. scared of my dad than the cops. Yo, and I would love to talk about that because I don't believe in whippings. Where, I, don't yes, believe so? in, I don't believe in spanking kids, bro. Really? I don't Let's believe. See, I, don't believe I don't believe in putting. I, you. I ain't saying. I ain't saying. <laughs> I ain't spanked my son. Like growing up, I'm saying I was ignorant. You yes. know what I'm saying? And I, I didn't know no better. I, I can't that. imagine. Okay, do you got any girls? You got girls? I don't got any kids. Yet. All right, all right. You you got kids? Nah, not yet. Bro, I got a daughter. Okay. I look at her and can't imagine. Cause right. I don't feel girls need Thank it you. as much. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, boys no. though. Come on, bro, don't do that. Because yes. when yes. you start talking like that, you start making exceptions. Yes, based on gender. Based right? on yeah. gender. Yes. yes. And yes. now you're gonna be like, well, my boy can stay out, but my girl can't. Yeah, that's Now this real. can happen, but this. That's and then true. where do you draw the line right. with exceptions? Because you gotta be harder on your girl when she gets older. Right. You gotta judge it by the child. You gotta judge it by the, yes, whoever. Not the gender, but the thing is, no matter what my daughter was, I can't imagine putting my hands on her. My daughter act like her mama, and sometimes I can't stand her mama. But I can't imagine putting my hands on my daughter. Like, so, Same. so I, I don't, I, don't even have them, I think I when we spank our children, you know what you're teaching them? To solve a problem yes. by being physical. That's all you really teaching them. Mm-hmm. You're teaching them, you're not teaching them. Okay, I'm, let me tell you what the spanking argument is. Okay, yes. And what my argument against Okay, is. yes. I need to hear this. Yes. I'm going to put the Bible aside because uh-huh. there's a lot of that we need to just... Yes. Put it, let's put it aside for a second. Put that aside. And just, People yeah. will say, spank your kids so you teach them what not to do and what to do and how far. What I say is, I don't know no adults, me, mm-hmm. in control of themselves enough. To spank mm. their kids in a way that teaches a lesson. Every time I ever saw an adult spank mm-hmm. a child, out of anger. it was out of anger. Thank it was you. out of reaction. Thank I you. ain't never seen no adult say, I'm going to wait till tomorrow to spank I've, I've you when it. I get myself together. <laughs> it's out of a reaction. Now, if you spanking your child out of reaction or emotion, yes. you already teaching them to do the wrong thing. Yes. You teaching them to react out of an emotion. You don't you think know what I'm saying? Do and and, and you mm-hmm. missing a teachable moment. Yes. That's well, and I think a lot of us spank because mm-hmm. we too ignorant mm-hmm. to teach. Yes. And like, yes. like, and I took like, so as my, my kids was growing older, okay. when I start getting this mentality yeah. and looking, you know how we talk about white folks letting their kids run wild yes. and blah, blah, blah. Yes. Bro, 
the reason they got mind control over us uh -huh. is partly because of that. They teaching them through experiential. They let the kids fall and hurt themselves and be like, I told you, Johnny. Yeah. Yes. There you know you what I'm saying? Yeah. And then Johnny learned on his own. Yeah. But that's the that's best way to learn. That's teach the them. best way to learn. Yeah. Come on, bro. That's the best we, way to fucking we learn. We hinder. We do. With them spankings, you know what you're doing? You're creating a box. Yes. For your child to live in a box. Mm-hmm. And then I meet so many kids, black people, bro. Now, this is something I will put on black people. Mm -hmm. I meet so many black people that are afraid to go out of their neighborhood, out of their yes. city, yo, out of their state, out of the country, out of genre of music. You know why? Because mm -hmm. it's a stick waiting won't for do experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's Yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. And when we want to create, correct each other behavior, mm -hmm. we do it by fighting. Straight up. We was taught that, bro. In, Certain traditions yo. we got to leave behind, bro, and I think spanking is one of them. Spanking is one, because mm -hmm. like, I feel like for me, uh, growing up, like, uh, what it did to me, because I was never a violent person uh, in my in my whole life. Like I only got in probably one fight. I won though, but still, right. my whole life. But uh, one enough. That's because you're clever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but yeah, like it, it was because I mean, just my nature just was not that. So whenever I got whoopings, like um, it's interesting what it did to me as a child. As a kid, it was funny. I had this habit where I would like bang my head against the the wall i would run to the i was like probably four or three i don't even remember this maybe i i knocked the memory out myself but i would bang my head against the wall i would hurt myself before i hurt somebody else wow so I, I would get mad like i would do things to hurt myself you know punch the wall like uh do anything i can to hurt myself but not hurt anyone else mm -hmm. i would break my toys you know i would do stuff like that mm. you know and so for me that aggression went inward mm. you know yeah that's growing deep, up. Bro. That's <laughs> Word. right and most people would fight other people i'd never i fought myself and so like that's how it affected me uh like spankings uh, and whoopings inspect, uh, uh, affected me that way but i was going to say what you were saying with the teachable moment i was thinking about like uh, i was thinking about writing right and like and how important it is when you write to you know how the content doesn't matter the content of what you're writing doesn't really matter if you want to get at a concept like uh something like love or whatever you could write about a cricket you could write about a flower you could write about your girlfriend you could write about anything and still talk about love but i say that because i feel like when you write it's more important to get at the the uh the affect or like the the subconscious communication of what you're writing then than the conscious so i i thought of that with you know parents how they teach their kids and like you know back in the day like in the old days they used to tell their children folk tales you know and stories when they wanted to teach them a lesson you know and get them to walk in a direction exactly get them walking but but they, they allowed you as a child to um make up your own mind like you were saying with the white kids make up your own mind and decide for yourself not only what to do but why you're gonna do it you know so if you tell a kid to share um you just telling them you're speaking to their conscious right you don't they don't know why so they're, they're not gonna do it unless you put some some sort of punishment behind it right share i'm gonna I'm I'm kick your ass then they're gonna share right until they don't share then they, they really get the understand why they should share though exactly, exactly. they it's, don't understand why exactly and then, and then, and then, and then guess what mm -hmm. we grow up make money and be like man i ain't sharing 
Because mm. the one thing I was always forced to do. Sure. Yes. But I was never taught to do. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? That's so true. <laughs> and yes. then we and then you wonder why so many black people ain't into philanthropy. Yo, they mm. not yo, that's right. That's which right. which is what creates governments. Right. Mm -hmm. You that's know what real. I'm saying? Yeah, think about real. think about it's this, ingenious. bro. What could Michael Jackson ever have done as a shorty to deserve Joe Jackson to hit him? Mmm. Right. He was a special child. He left child in the pool. Dude, it wasn't mm -hmm. no, I don't think it was no ass whooping that he got nah. that made him Michael Jackson. Right. He was already special. Right. Thank you. All yes. Joe Jackson did was warp him. Mm. Yeah. He didn't sculpt him. You mm. see all the, the curses mm -hmm. that came from that. that you know we what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. Crazy. Probably did more damage than Yeah, we, we don't did know. Did more damage. Yep. Yeah. Oh, now imagine if he would have had him dancing in the discipline of, of the training. Yes. Minus the beating. My, right. Be Guess what? They might have innovated an even newer style. Mm, right. Totally. Yo, from that's the freedom true. of it. Yeah, like wow. that's why I I, I agree wow. with you on the on the speaking. Don't hit your kids because man, it's it's better to teach them it's better to teach them the lesson to allow them to. I gotta rethink my thinking. Yeah, no, it's okay. He's gotta we all do. Like, like you were saying, like you realize you were too ignorant to teach, and I'm like, that's real because to teach, you know, you gotta really know how to do that. That's not something you, you know, it's easy to tell mm -hmm. somebody, don't do that, don't, don't uh, have to have a baby with this girl or whatever because it's gonna be this. But, you know, your son might still do it. Like, but you know what Nelson Mandela says about that? What up? Nelson Mandela says, I don't believe in losing. Either I win or I learn. Thank you. I feel that. That's you real. You know what I'm saying? That's right, real. Either you win or you learn. All right. You got to wrap it up. We can do this before, all day, oh, yeah. bro. But before, but before we go, just real quick, you know, this is your first time at the Playlist Retreat. Yes, yes, yes. You've you probably been here since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just talk mm -hmm. about what your experience has been like real quick in a few words and what you're expecting for the rest of the retreat. Man, uh... Yeah, okay, yeah, like you said, it's my first uh, playlist. Is, is this your first, too? No, no, no. Oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a part of the walls. He oh, is the, he's the playlist. Okay. <laughs> hey, he's yeah. the playlist ambassador. Yeah. He might be the VP. Hey, okay. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I get in trouble, too. I do bad things. <laughs> Word, okay. <laughs> I get into mischief. Word. Word, okay. Because, like, uh, yeah, this is my first one. Like, you know, all my conversations have been just like this one. You know, like, you know, you know, because I realize as creatives, you know, yeah, I do music. But that's not all I am. Uh, we're all human mm. beings, you know what I'm saying? Right. So we come here, we talk about, we're talking about generational trauma. We're talking about our parents, talking about kids. And most people, some people would be like, oh, I thought they were going to talk about music. But it's like, I realize, you know. We're, but we are talking about music. We are talking music. about music. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is music. That is music. Yeah, come on, man. Where the fucking thing comes from? You know, all like, right. it comes from our wellness and our, and our experiences. So I, I'm taking away from this, just that big reminder. Like, don't forget about, you know, never forget my, about my own humanity. And to remember, and to remember what's important. Like, know that you know. Sometimes I get into a rut where I'm like, ah, music, this, everything about music. But you know, that fucked me up once. You know, like it got me to a place in my life where I wasn't, you know, talking to my family. I, I was distant from them, and I felt like I was just, you know, too busy for them and shit like that. You know, until I lost somebody that was really close to me, and that really was my wake up call. So for this was just like a reminder that, you know, so. Word. 
So yeah, yeah. So I I just do it like this. Yeah. It ain't just the street playlist retreat where black yeah. men get together around the table and eat. Where yeah. black men get together around the table and meet. Where black yeah. men get together around the table to beat. Check yeah. it out, goddamn man. It's like the prime. I'm hanging <laughs> out with my guys. Got it going on. I see the camera. Not an amateur. I can damage you. Freestyle coming from the head. I'm the manager, y'all. Yeah. Nah, I'm the artist. I'm the smartest. I'm the hardest. I come with it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Hey. Hey. That's all I, got. I want to thank my uh my guest uh Rob Fest yeah, and Cam yeah, Obi. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, y'all. Yeah. Yes, bro. We're gonna end it right Love. there. Yo, that was an awesome way to end it. Actually, Play this bro. retreat 2018. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Love you. Yes, bro. sir. Yeah. Bro.